A plethora of options hit theaters this weekend, and I've got reviews for several of them right now. This review is brought to you by MeUndies. Go to MeUndies.com Dan for 20% off your first order with free shipping, and stay tuned after the review for more info. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle, here with my review of a few different movies. Some of them are just getting into the marketplace this weekend. Some of them are expanding into wide release, one in particular that we'll talk about. But let's start with the big wide release this weekend, which is DC League of Super Pets. It's the newest film from the Warner Animation Group. Not a direct tie-in to the DC Extended Universe, but in a world of multiverses, isn't everything kind of connected in its own way? The movie's from directors Jared Stern and Sam Levine, although not the Sam Levine that I have played many times in the movie trivia Schmodown. The script comes from Stern and John Whittington. They are both two writers of the Lego Batman movie, and it's a good thing that this isn't a shared universe with the DCEU, at least not that we know of, because there is already some crossover, because Dwayne Johnson, aka The Rock, who is playing Black Adam later this year in a live-action movie, is voicing Crypto the Superdog in this animated film. Superman in this movie is voiced by John Krasinski, but when his attentions are being taken away by Lois Lane, Crypto finds new company in a group of shelter pets led by Ace, who's voiced by Kevin Hart. So we have yet another reunion of The Rock and Kevin Hart in a movie together. Overall, I thought that League of Super Pets was a pretty cute movie. It had its fair share of laughs for the adults in the audience. It has some loving inside jabs at the different DC characters, and we see several of them in this movie. I think the movie also has a pretty wholesome center, and it is about the relationship between pets and their humans. And the the story of Ace, the backstory that we hear about Ace, who's voiced by Kevin Hart, is very depressing. It's kind of sad. It actually makes sense that he is matched up in this movie with Batman, and they, they riff a lot on Batman's backstory as well in similar ways that we saw in the Lego Batman movie. In this movie, Batman is voiced by Keanu Reeves, who does a great job uh, with this very emo version of the character. More emo even than the Batman that we usually see, which, let's be honest, is pretty emo. A lot of the action in this movie and the humor is geared towards kids, which really isn't a surprise. This is an animated film that is not intended to skew quite as adult as the Lego Batman movie or the Lego movie. I think that kids are going to enjoy it because it is a lot of action, and yes, there's a lot of kid-based humor that you just have to kind of resign yourself to the fact that this is for kids, but at the at the same time, I think if you're going to take your kids or your nieces or nephews, little brothers and sisters, whatever, to see this movie, you're going to come out of it having an enjoyable time yourself. And I think this is a great example of a movie that is made with a target audience of children in mind, but that can also entertain adults, particularly adults who like the DC Universe, who like all these different heroes. The movie is really rich in comic book lore and superhero lore, so it's not necessarily something that I would pick to, you know, go see with the boys, but it's definitely something that uh, I enjoyed and something that I would watch again, particularly on HBO Max, which is where I'm sure this is probably going to end up before too long. How much did you have to drink? I had two toilet bowls. And a bidet. Bidet, too, which is, which is crazy. I didn't even know that was a thing, but it's like a dog water fountain. So it's a recommendation for me on DC League of Super Pets, a really cute movie with some great superhero comedy. On the other end of the spectrum, there's another movie that hit quasi-limited release. It's in about a 1,000 theaters, I think just under. It's actually in two different theaters in my market, which means it's probably fairly readily available elsewhere. And that is a movie called Vengeance, which is the directorial debut of B.J. Novak, who also wrote the screenplay for this film, his first screenplay as a feature writer. 
Serial dater Ben Manolowitz is guilted into going to the funeral of one of his former hookups named Abilene in Texas. Ben is a New York City resident. And the girl's family recruits Ben to solve her murder, not believing that she died of an opioid overdose. Ben, who's looking to make his mark in new media and wants to have a hit podcast in addition to his career as a writer for the New Yorker magazine, decides to use Abilene's death and the story around it as the premise for a podcast about broken dreams and conspiracy theories, etc. It's you, the, the, your whole way of life. It's dating, it's hookup culture, how it enables disconnectedness, the selfishness. But then begins to suspect that she may actually have been murdered. What starts off as a cynical attempt to exploit a tragic situation turns into the requisite fish-out-of-water tale as the closed-off New Yorker tries to navigate his way through West Texas society. Vengeance mostly avoids the easiest of cliches, which would have been to make all of the people from Texas, Abilene's family and the people that live in her town, stupid. The movie actually features quite the opposite in that Ben is often the one who has his ignorance uh, put out on display for everybody. Who here is a diehard fan of the University of Texas? <laughs> and who here is a fan of Texas Tech? And this isn't a good guy, bad guy movie either. Everybody in this movie is flawed in their own way, but also has their own gifts. In other words, they're realistic characters. They don't feel like caricatures. And I think that that's a key to what makes this movie work. I've lived in big metropolitan areas. I now live in what is kind of derisively referred to as a, a flyover state. So I, I've had my toe in a little bit of all of the cultures that are featured in this movie. And I did find a lot of truth Sort of bridging this divide is Ashton Kutcher, of all people, who plays a music producer. And Kutcher's part in particular is exceptionally well-written, and he does a great job with it. This is a character who has also lived in big society and has gone back to West Texas to be a music producer to help people realize their dreams. And he brings a lot of the insight that the script has to offer as far as chasing your dreams, the, the false narrative of trying to find yourself through somebody else's story. And he really is able to cut Ben to the quick and expose who he really is and what his real motivations are. Now these playlists, it's like the dating app for music. You're not hearing other people's voices. You're just hearing your voice get played back at you. How are you supposed to fall in love? I was actually really impressed with this movie. It kept me guessing until the very end because it switched around between a lot of different genres, comedy, drama, mystery, suspense, thriller, etc. It was also full of characters that I found likable and relatable, characters that you learn more about, including Ben, as the movie goes on. And it, there were a healthy amount of laughs, usually at Ben's expense. While it's different in many ways, I think that Vengeance is very similar to movies that I've also enjoyed like Ingrid Goes West and even in a weird way Jordan Peele's Nope in that it has a take on society, how we see each other through society, how we see each other through the media and the fundamental ways that how we interact with each other have changed just in the last few decades, but it doesn't feel trite. It doesn't feel like it's going over ground that we've done before because it is very character-centric. It's based in these characters, and you start with this guy who is cynical, who does look down on this 
town, on these people in West Texas, and who learns a lot of things through the process of this movie that, again, like I said, I find a lot of truth in. The idea that, you know, on the surface, yes, people might live simple lives. They may live in a part of the country that uh, you don't think is very interesting or that you don't think has a lot to offer, and yet there's so much inside of that life that is enriching and fulfilling and also full of people that are very aware of their situation and have accepted it, have learned to thrive in it, have learned to find the beauty and the truth in it. There is really a lot going on with this movie. And one thing that I really liked is the fact that it is very unambiguously pro Whataburger, which I've got my Whataburger shirt on today. If you've been to Texas, you know that Whataburger is a way of life. I have to go to Texas often to go to see movies that aren't here in the local market. It's the nearest big market to me. And almost every time that I drive through Texas, I stop at Whataburger because there really is something special about that fast food restaurant. There's a McDonald's, a Burger King, a Sonic, and a Whataburger all lined up. Which one do you go to? Water. Whataburger! Right, right, why? So again, that's a recommendation for me on Vengeance. If you like mystery, if you like comedy, if you like drama, I think you're going to find stuff to like in the movie. I don't know how long it's going to be in quasi-wide release. Like I said, just under a thousand theaters. Uh, from the box office returns that came in, it's not doing fantastically well this week. But because this is a focus feature, which is tied into Universal, it's a good bet that if you have Peacock, it's going to be on Peacock probably within a month or six six weeks, depending on how long they decide to keep the theatrical window open. I think it's very much worth your time. If you can't find it in a theater, you'll probably be able to find it on streaming soon. One movie that's actually been a little buzzy for about a month now, but that just made it to my local market last week or two weeks ago, I was kind of out of commission for a while, so I wasn't able to hit the theaters, is Marcel the Shell with Shoes On from A24. The movie's playing around the country, and this is another one that I would enthusiastically recommend. Now, I did not watch the viral videos that this is based on. I remember hearing that there were these web videos, this web series called Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, and that it was a big hit and people were really liking it. I never really actually watched it, so I didn't come into this movie with a whole lot of knowledge or any preconceived notions about the character or anything like that. And I've got to say that I was utterly charmed by Marcel, who is a young shell looking for his family. He currently lives in an Airbnb with his grandma, Connie, who is voiced by Isabella Rossellini. Marcel is voiced by Jenny Slate, who also shares writing credit with director Dean Fleischer Camp and producer Nick Paley. One thing I was a little worried going in that this movie was going to be, and it wasn't, uh, I thought just from the concept and a little bit of what I'd seen of it, that it was in danger of becoming twee. And what I mean by twee is like, Imagine like a sugary, sweet Wes Anderson movie starring teenage Michael Sarah. That that just kind of cutesy, uh, almost trying too hard to be cute kind of thing. But this movie's not that at all. It's very naturally charming. And even though the concept seems like something that's dreamed up specifically to be cute and to be charming, it really earns that from the audience. It doesn't feel like it just expects you to give your emotions over to this character. I think it's also proof that you can make a compelling movie about anything, a, a dog, a shell, a rock. All you have to do is write a story that people can relate to. For anybody that's like, oh, I'm not going to go see a movie about a shell. How could I like that movie? It really, even though it is about, yes, a stop motion shell with one eye and little tennis shoes on, it's such a great look and insight into human nature and emotions and the importance of family and identity and all of these different things. And yet it's also a very cute movie about a talking shell. Peace. Uh, yeah, obviously peace. 
What a weird thing to try to test to see if someone else is into. Like, of course, I'm into peace. No, war. Actually, I sign all my personal letters. War. Let the battle begin, Marcel. A lot of this movie is very slice of life. What a documentary about Marcel would look like. We see his daily life, the fact that because his family has disappeared and he's looking for them but doesn't really have any means of finding them, he's adapted to life and it's interesting, just very innovative ways, these kind of Rube Goldbergian machines that they have Marcel invent in order to feed himself and, and keep resources around the house. And then a lot of it is also about this very tender relationship between these two shells. I know it sounds weird, but it really is. Between Marcel and his grandmother Connie and Isabella Rossellini and Jenny Slate really give great warmth and depth to their vocal performances to help bring that to life. Strangely, kind of like Vengeance, this movie also has a take on stardom and viral stardom because Marcel thinks that, hey, maybe if I go viral, they'll help me find my family, but it turns out that it's not everything that it's cracked up to be, and there is a dark side to this fame that Marcel didn't even think about, and there's a, there's a point where Marcel says something like, um, you know, this is an audience, but it's not a community and I want a community because that's what Marcel needs. He needs a network of people to help him and instead it's people that want to kind of exploit Marcel's fame secondhand to become famous themselves. A24 has had a great year so far when you look at what they've produced. Amongst other things, they've had X, which was a big hit on the horror circuit. Of course, they've had Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is maybe the buzziest movie of the year. They had a festival hit in After Yang, uh, starring Colin Farrell. And now they have Marcel's Shell with Shoes On, which is doing really well in the limited box office space and is, uh, like I said, slowly expanding nationwide and kind of building buzz. More often than not, you get a clunker every now and again, but A24 is a stamp that what you're about to see is really special and is really unique and different, and that's what this movie feels like. It feels like the kind of movie that studios like A24 are around to make, the kind of thing that might be tough to sell to a bigger studio that might slip through the cracks with all the bigger movies. This is why we need the smaller and mid-major studios to make movies like this and commit to distribution nationwide. This is genuinely, I think, an all-ages film and that, you know, League of Super Pets is an all-ages film in the sense that it's aimed towards kids, but I think adults can enjoy it too. This is a movie that I think could be enjoyed by the entire family, from grandma to the grandkids, for different reasons um, equally. It's not a thing where it's like, oh, we'll throw a few crumbs to the adults. I think there, there's some adults that may be getting a little misty-eyed in this movie, and the kids may not understand why. I will say, if you are going to bring kids to the movie, you should probably prepare to have some discussions with them afterwards, because like I said, this is kind of an insight into life and living and so there are some tough life lessons included in the movie that you may have to talk to your kids about afterwards but I genuinely do think there's something in this movie for everybody it was never going to make a hundred million dollars but I really think if you take the time to check it out it may make your list of your favorite movies of the year and so as it expands if it does end up at a theater near you as the summer winds down this is probably my biggest recommendation of the three uh, so far. It's really, really, really worth your time, and I think you'll enjoy it as well. So there you go, three recommendations for varying reasons of three movies that are currently in theaters, at least in part nationwide. DC, Lego, Super Pets, Vengeance, and Marcel the Shell with Shoes On all worth your time. What do you think? Are there other movies out there that I haven't reviewed yet that you think are some of the summer's best? Are there any that you're looking forward to? Let me know down in the comment section below. And before I wrap up, I would like to thank the sponsor for this review, MeUndies, which is a name that you've probably heard all over the internet, on podcasts, on YouTube. Everybody's talking about MeUndies. 
And MeUndies doesn't just make underwear, they have your whole wardrobe covered from durable socks that your feet will love, to super stretchy loungewear that I may or may not be wearing right now, to tees, shorts, and rompers that add a little softness to your everyday. MeUndies products are available in sizes extra small to 4XL with tons of colors and prints, so you can make MeUndies your destination for all things soft and sustainable. And MeUndies has a great offer for everybody who watches and listens to my show for any first First-time purchasers, you get 20% off plus free shipping and returns. To get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com Dan. That's MeUndies.com Dan, D-A-N, and put your order in today. That's MeUndies.com Dan to get your order in today. Thanks so much to MeUndies for sponsoring this review, and thank you for watching it. I'll be back very soon with the latest movie news, box office, and reviews. Until then, stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.